Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Great to be with you today as we continue to try to slow things down, divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation. And one of the guys I always go to to elevate the conversation, uh, I often jokingly introduce him as Kong, the king of news guy. Uh, but it's Doug Wilkes. He is the editor of the Deseret News, one of the great journalists and one of the great editors uh, of our day. And we are so blessed to have him in the building and uh, Doug, one, I appreciate you joining us today and you're, you're inside the newsroom. I always love this glimpse into the newsroom, what's going on and what we're thinking about. Uh, you looked at anonymous sources, uh, which are uh, obviously a hot topic uh, in the news this week, Watergate and then the value of trust. Uh, give us a little backstory on your uh, column over the weekend. You know, I, um, Bob Woodward has been a, a hero of journalists just simply for his courage and what he was able to do as a very young journalist. And so I talked about um, being on a desk, uh, you know, 15 years ago when uh, the identity of his key source in the Watergate uh, scandal was revealed. Um, and that person, Mark Feld, happened to live around the corner from where I was working. And so we were fascinated by uh, that story. And I used that to talk about Mark Feld as one of the key anonymous sources that helped change the country. And the fallout that occurred with the, the Atlantic piece using anonymous sources, denials from the White House, and then what the Deseret News does with anonymous sources, because we do use anonymous sources, but um, there's very specific guidelines. Yeah, and let's go through that, because a lot of people think, okay, wait a minute, anonymous sources, this could be someone who just has an ax to grind, this could be a disgruntled employee or boss or friend or whatever. Uh, so what is the process here inside the newsroom? Well, I'll put, everything you just said is true, right? And on-the-record source is better than an anonymous source. Um, but we have safeguards in place to try and see uh, what can happen. So a reporter needs to reveal that anonymous source to their editor. And if they're, you know, important things, um, I look at it as the executive editor and we weigh whether we want to run it or not. And very often we look at and tell the reporter, no, go back, find on the record sources. You know, some people simply want anonymity. Well, that's not a reason to be an anonymous source. It has right. to have a real specific reason. Not all sources are created equally. You know, we look at their motivation. Is there a, a monetary gain, a political gain? Mm. Is there a real risk to them, whether it's physical or are they going to lose their job? You know, what's the reason? And I talk about society accepts this, right? They're whistleblower laws or they're sure. shield laws for journalists. 
Um, but one of the best things that an anonymous source can do is they can lead you to on-the-record verification. They can lead you to documents. They can lead point. you to other sources. And then you do have on-the-record sources. So there are many different slices of this. So to say you should never use an anonymous source, I don't agree with. But it has to be very, very um, – the circumstances have to be uh, rare and important. Yeah, pretty extraordinary. And uh, I, I love that thinking through in terms of – well, we may not. We may get this anonymous source, but it may lead us to this person who will go on the record, or this person right. who will go. And on that's the what record. you're really trying to do. Yeah, interesting. Uh, you mentioned Bob Woodward, and and Bob Woodward is probably the most beloved and most hated man in America. I think this week, uh, his book comes out tomorrow. Rage, uh, second book about. Uh, President Trump and his conversations there. Of course, we did an event with Bob Woodward uh, about a year and a half ago, and I actually had him on a podcast. I want to play a portion of this because I think this is is really important for listeners to understand in terms of when we talk about a journalistic integrity uh, or rigorous journalism, uh, this is what I think we're after. This is Bob Woodward. In Watergate, we had uh, the great editor, Ben Bradley, who would always say, like uh, the night Nixon resigned, he ran around the newsroom and said, don't quote, just play it straight. And uh, I think that's really good advice always. And to uh, you need uh, strong editors. Uh, they're scenes in our book, All the President's Men, and the movie version where we would write a story, and and it was Bradley who would slap the copy and say, no, you don't have it yet, and go talk to more people, get more sources, get more specifics, the building blocks of good journalism. And so there was no uh, political posturing on his part, and I think that's essential to any good journalism. React to that, Doug. Um, I love when he says, talk to more people. We say that all the time um, because you think you might know the story, but you probably don't know the story, and you need to kind of triangulate you yeah. know, what's happening. Um, ben Bradley's fascinating. If you haven't read his um, uh, autobiography, you should. He had an um, illustrious career in Paris as a foreign correspondent, um, and he was close to, to John F. Kennedy, mm-hmm. and there were some real ethical considerations for him. So he knew, you know, like, look, we have to be right about this, and and don't gloat. Yeah, you might have what's what's a big story, but every single story impacts people's lives. Mm-hmm. So you have to have humility, empathy, and then patience and restraint. And you and I have spoken of patience and restraint. Yeah, uh, that was one of the things that struck me most uh, as I interviewed Bob Woodward. Uh, both for our podcast and also for the event that we did on integrity and trust in Washington, D.C. about a year and a half ago, uh, was this idea of restraint. Uh, he did, he kept coming back to it. He'd just say, restraint always works. And we live in this instant access to information, instant certainty in terms of what happened in any given event or any given political circle. Uh, and that really ultimately undermines trust. So what is it, especially in this day and age where a lot of people are skeptical of media, they're skeptical of news and journalists, uh, what is going to be the key in terms of restoring the restraint and the trust of the public? Well, you can't just run with something for the sake of running with it. Um, There's a reason the First Amendment talks about freedom of speech and freedom of the press it's because it's not something unto itself. It's there to help benefit society. 
to be a watchdog of government, but not just to poke government, to try and improve government. Mm-hmm. Now, media is complicit in um, this day and age of difficulty, right? Um, not every journalist is created equally. Uh, journalists are politically motivated. Um, there are journalists who want Donald Trump out of the White House at all costs. Um, but there are a great many, many journalists who are trying to do what Bradley says. Go talk to more people. Get the story right. Don't gloat. Yeah. Right? You're not um, – that's not your purpose. Your purpose is to, to tell the truth and find facts. And even as I say this, I know there will be critics out there saying – Doug Wilkes doesn't know what he's talking about. The media is evil. They're not doing the right thing. Well, I accept the criticism, yeah. right? We're trying to be better. But we are based on principle, and we are trying to be patient and show restraint mm. and not just publish the first thing that's out there. Yeah, restraint always works. And uh, as I always like to remind our listeners that the First Amendment uh, doesn't belong to the press, doesn't belong to the media, nor does it belong to our politicians. It belongs to the people and that requires all of us to be truly engaged, really informed, and making sure we're holding everyone accountable, that we're holding media accountable for getting it right, uh, chasing those so- sources, showing restraint, not just posting something because they can. Uh, and to me, that's ultimately the uh, the big test. It, this is a great piece inside the newsroom with Doug Wilkes, uh, a look at anonymous sources, Watergate, and the value of trust up on Deseret.com. We've also got it on our Facebook page. Uh, a great read, uh, some great insight into her, how – this all works and how it can actually work better. Doug, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Boyd. Good to be here. All right, we're going to step aside. When we come back, uh, it was on this day that Francis Scott Key wrote the words to the national anthem. We'll talk more about it next. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.